Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When it comes to the art of tag team wrestling, there are certain traits that a duo must possess before they can find their groove as a team. Teamwork, a familiarity with each other, and an ability to always know what each other is thinking are essential qualities. Also, a cool hand gesture is an absolute must. Just maybe make sure someone hasn't trademarked it first. However, great chemistry behind the scenes isn't always a prerequisite for great chemistry in the ring. While common sense would dictate that two performers would need to get along well in order to form a cohesive unit, that isn't always the case. I mean, just look at me and Adam Cleary, the best of mates when on camera. But if that little weasel tries to even speak to me in the office, I will take him out back, give him a prison beating, and dump him in his beloved River Tyne. Anyway, I'm Adam from WhatCulture.com. Yes, another one. And these are 10 tag teams that totally hated each other in real life. Number 10, The Dicks. Saddled with a dead-end comedy gimmick that had to be hard on the guys, the dicks, well, just couldn't keep it up. WWE, of course, likes their wrestlers physically imposing, and these dicks were certainly massive, veins popping out all over the place. But James and Chad shafted themselves upon arrival, failing to win any friends backstage, and as a result, were ribbed not for their pleasure. This then led to Chad being summoned to wrestler's court and in a monumental cock-up, he panicked and accidentally locked The Undertaker and several other stars in a bathroom, which understandably left him a weeping mess. The residual heat from Chad was being passed on to James and he had had enough. He was one dick that wasn't going to be jerked around any longer and so gave his fellow dick a backstage beating. WWE soon realised these dicks were too soft to make it in the company and let them go. Number nine, the Rock and Roll Express. The Rock and Roll Express are one of the most successful teams in wrestling's history. Their rivalries with the Midnight Express, the Russians and the Four Horsemen were responsible for countless classic matches and solidified their place in history and, of course, the Hall of Fame. All while sporting mullets that would make Pat Sharp cry tears of joy. But for as tight-knit as they were inside the ring, some accounts have them as uneasy partners and even enemies outside of it. According to New Jack, who knows a fair bit about backstage heat, what with the whole trying to murder his opponents thing, Ricky and Robert hated each other. But they liked making money a little bit more, so stayed together despite the ill will for 30 or so years 
a bit like your parents, for the good of the team, or at least for the betterment of their bank balance. Number eight, Rocky Johnson and Tony Atlas. Rocky Johnson is best known to today's fans as the most electrifying father in sports entertainment, siring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. But he was also the son-in-law of High Chief Peter Maivia and a big star in his own right. His partner was Mr. USA, Black Superman, <laughs> Tony Atlas, a world-class bodybuilder and powerlifter who looked straight out of the pages of a comic book. But the run, like Jules's enthusiasm in the bedroom, would be short-lived. Atlas had developed a drug problem and it was taking its toll on his professional life, causing him to miss shows and become unreliable. This, of course, led to friction between the partners and the team soon dissolved, but not before becoming the first African-American team to win the WWE World Tag Team Championship. Number seven, The Eliminators. While it will always be remembered best for the hardcore wrestling it was founded upon, ECW, just like your mum's bedroom when your dad's away on business, was home to some impressive tag team action. Perry Saturn and John Cronus, both named after Gods of Harvest, the more you know, were two adequate workers who, when paired together and booked well, became an unstoppable machine and one of the most popular teams in the company's brief history. But behind the curtain, there was some serious animosity between the two. Saturn grew to despise Cronus for gaining weight and being about as helpful as Moppy in the ring, and there are several reports of backstage fights between the two. Wouldn't like to be the bloke breaking that one up. When an offer came from Paul Heyman to reform the team, Perry refused to work with his former partner any longer, and his boss granted him the freedom to seek employment elsewhere, which led to his stint in the greener pastures, financially at least, of WCW. Number six, The Rockers. Originally conceived as a carbon copy, also known in layman's terms as a rip-off, of the Rock and Roll Express, Michaels and Gennetti, more sweet muller action to add to the collection here, first began teaming in Kansas City before moving to the AWA. They cleaned up their act, sort of, for their second stint in the WWE. After all, living their gimmick more than Mark Calloway got them fired the first time around for partying literally 24-7 and subsequently put on some great matches with teams like the Heart Foundation and the Brainbusters. But for all their flawless in-ring chemistry, when the spotlight was off, the partnership was more strained than my girlfriend's smile when I show her my helicopter party trick. There are even stories of the two going weeks without speaking, despite never missing a beat when performing together. What pros. Thankfully, they've somewhat reconciled in recent years and even had a few heartwarming reunions with HBK helping Marty battle addiction. Number five, the Young Stallions. Paul Roma and Jim Powers both had a great look and serviceable skills in the ring, but up until that point, neither had been the recipient of a push. The Young Stallions was WWE's attempt to move them up the ladder. Also, looking a little bit alike was enough to make you a tag team back then. Alongside their talents, however, they also had a bigger ego than Vince has got grapefruits. You know, the sort of thing where even Hulk Hogan would tell you, a little bit more humble. Roma's rampant narcissism once even led to him claiming to be better than Rick f***ing Flair. As a result, the two partners, presumably frustrated at their low spot on the card, frequently butted heads and glorious mullets and fought like siblings behind the scenes, which is probably why the Stallions didn't ride for very long. Number four, the Can-Am Connection. Yet another example in the big book of teams that showed tremendous promise, but as a result of ego and politics botched it more than a Sid Vicious promo, is the Can-Am Connection. 
When Rick Martel returned to WWE in 1986, the Canadian star was paired with Tom Zenk, a former Mr. Minnesota bodybuilder who had all the gear, but no idea. The reason for their split has been contested more than a YouTube comment section, and the distaste for one another remains to this day. Martel maintains that the Z-Man, who sounds like the shittiest superhero ever, couldn't handle the stress of the business and just walked out burning bridges everywhere he worked. Zenk, on the other hand, says that Martel was going behind his back and cutting deals with Vince, actively working to undermine him from within the team. As with all two-party disputes, the truth is likely somewhere in the middle. Or it's all bollocks. Number three, Buff Bagwell and Scott Steiner. Big popper pump, freakzilla, the man who could probably fold me into an origami swan if he fancied it. Scott Steiner was the one guy in the entire business you didn't feel was playing a character whatsoever. Living his what can only be described as angry gorilla lifestyle 24-7. And when he was paired with Buff Bagwell, the team seemed like an appropriate matchups of two individuals who, let's just say, thought very highly of themselves. As two of the signature members of the NWO, Bagwell and Steiner did have a fairly strong run as a unit, but the team didn't endure. Buff has attributed the tension to Steiner being jealous of his luck, especially since the boys were ribbing him over it in an attempt to get him riled up which you sense probably wouldn't take that much. Then again, no doubt if you asked Scott's opinion on that, you'd probably have your spine snatched out through your mouth. Regardless of the real reason, the problems between the two led to the dissolution of the team, a surprise to no one, considering the two were as stubborn as two roided-up mules. Number two, the Mega Powers. To this day, one of the most fondly remembered and financially profitable angles of all time was the explosion of the Mega Powers. If you haven't heard of them, how are you here? But the on-screen tensions were mirrored by what was going on between Hogan and Savage backstage. Both performers were known for their massive egos, which probably got their own separate dressing rooms, and competitive drive, as well as protecting their spot on the card like a chair shot in the PG era. In addition to that, Randy was also intensely controlling when it came to Elizabeth, allegedly keeping her locked up in a room backstage during shows. Isn't wrestling lovely sometimes? The Bad Blood famously led to Savage's wiggity-wiggity-whack rap song, Be A Man, where he dissed the Hulkster at length. But it's good to know that the two giants of the industry were apparently able to make amends before Savage's untimely passing in 2011. Number one, the British Bulldogs. Any time a list of the greatest tag teams of all time pops up, Davy Boy Smith and Dynamite Kid are always on it somewhere. The Bulldogs were fierce, tenacious competitors who brought an innovative style to the American tag scene. Just try not to think about what they got up to outside the ring, though, eh? That's it. Keep repressing. But despite the fact that they were cousins, blood wasn't always thicker than water for these two. They gradually grew to resent each other for reasons both personal and professional, but the final straw was a matter of business. Davy Boy Smith had allegedly copyrighted the British Bulldog name unbeknownst to Dynamite, which prevented him from continuing to appear under the name and arguably cost him money. This was a slight that the excessively bitter kid not exactly known for his calm demeanour, could not get over, and their relationship would never recover from the incident. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.